Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Nurse Becoming. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri. Thank you for joining me today. I am excited to have you tuning in. And today, my friends, we are going to talk about a new way to approach your job search. You know, I work closely with job seekers and job hunters and job changers. So I get a behind the scenes look at the struggles and difficulties that they have. And one thing that comes up so frequently are big emotions surrounding the job search process and outcomes. So what we're going to go over today is both a tactical and also a mindset approach that I think will be really helpful to your success and happiness throughout your job search process. So I'm going to take you back to probably fourth grade or so and remind you about the scientific method. I know you learned it and maybe you forgot, but it goes a little bit like this. Whenever scientists are solving a problem or conducting an experiment, they take a stepwise approach that's actually more of a cyclical process. And here are the five steps of the scientific method. Number one, observation. Number two, question. Number three, form a hypothesis. Number four, analyze results. And number five, draw a conclusion. Hopefully that sounds a little familiar. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to blow your mind a little bit and remind you of a little thing that we call the nursing process. We all learned this in school as well. You may know the acronym ADPI, don't know if you remember that, but the five steps of the nursing process are assess, diagnose, plan, implement, and evaluate. And these two processes are very similar in that they both have a period of observation, a time where you make a diagnosis or a hypothesis, a testing and implementation phase, and also an evaluation phase. So how can we use these methods that are tried and true to inspire us to be more efficient job seekers while also avoiding emotional attachment to the outcome. So for the purposes of this example, because we're going to use an example, let's assume that somebody is having trouble getting a job. And and actually, I was just recently chatting with someone earlier this week inside of the NP Society who was feeling stuck on what to do next. They graduated almost two years ago from NP school and have not yet found a permanent position. And they said that they were feeling depressed and defeated and didn't know why they're not getting hired. So first, let's use these methods to help solve this problem or at least figure out what to do next. So this first phase is going to be our observation or our assessment phase, okay? First, before we try anything different or come to any conclusions about why we're not getting hired, we're first going to do an assessment, right? So we're going to gather factual, objective information. 
So this data collection might look like this. In the past three months, I have submitted 10 online job applications, reached out personally to two different practices, gone on five interviews, and received zero job offers. Okay, so that's what we're going to use for this example. So if I'm the example, I've submitted 10 online job applications, reached out to two practices. Out of those, I went to five interviews and received zero job offers. So notice how this information is purely objective, right? Circumstantial. There's no interpretation here. We're just stating the objective facts. We can move on to the next phase of question or hypothesis, and we're going we're gonna to form a question, right? So the question might be, why am I not getting any job offers? Based on this specific data set, which are essentially 12 applications, five interviews, and zero offers, we can make some hypotheses. We can make some educated guesses about what is going on. So first of all, close to a 50% interview rate is actually really fantastic. So 12 applications resulted in five interviews. That's almost a 50% interview rate. And that is very good. So this tells me that this hypothetical person is doing a great job articulating themselves on paper because what's your resume's job? Your resume's job isn't to get you a job. Your resume's job is to get you an interview. So we can kind of come to a little bit of a conclusion that their resume is doing well. They're articulating themselves well on paper in order to land interviews. However, zero job offers after five interviews is less than ideal. So I'm going to say that our hypothesis here is that they are not interviewing well. Okay, this person, hypothetical person is not interviewing well. So after we make a hypothesis or a diagnosis, the next step would be to change something, but not too many things, right? Because we want to be able to evaluate the results of our experiment, having really only changed ideally one thing at a time. So in this situation, if we are going to suggest that poor interview skills are to blame, let's have our intervention or implementation be a focused interview preparation program or mock interview coaching. So this would involve taking action on this change and practicing it. Because in order to truly evaluate the results, we have to get more interviews. So I would recommend that this person continue to apply the way they have been since it doesn't appear this is a problem for them. Because if the change we're going to make is that we're going to go get coached on how to be a better interviewer, we have to then have the opportunity to implement those results in the experiment, right? So we're going to say for this example that the person is going to continue to apply the way they have been so that hopefully they have more interviews to practice their new, better interviewing skills. So hopefully this process will lead to the opportunity to have around five more interviews and they can put their new skills to true implementation. Hey there, friend. If you are a brand new nurse practitioner or an NP student nearing graduation, I have the perfect resource for you that will help you get all your ducks in a row as you get started with your job search. It's called the Nurse Practitioner Graduation Survival Guide, and you can get it totally free at my website at theresumerx.com slash npgrad. This guide will help break down the glossary of all the terms and acronyms that you will need to be applying for. Think like NPI and DEA, as well as giving 
you the typical timeline of everything that needs to happen before you can start working as an NP. I can't wait for you to snag this guide so you can stop worrying about everything you need to do before you can be legit. Go ahead to theresumerx.com slash NPgrad and get it for free. Can't wait to hear what you think. So finally, the evaluation or analysis stage is next. So after this next batch of interviews, we have to see how many offers come in. Now, I'm not saying that this will work perfectly every time and that all the interviews will lead to offers, but there should be information here to use moving forward. Maybe they're able to get more targeted feedback from their interviews, which leads to another aspect to improve upon. Or if we used a different example, you know, let's go back to our original scenario and say that this hypothetical person isn't getting any interviews, then the intervention would be improving the resume. And if that worked and the next round of applications, they got interviews, then we could deduce that that intervention worked. But then if those interviews weren't leading to offers, we could use the process again to make improvements to the interviewing. So basically the point here is to do what you can to evaluate where the breakdown is in the process. And first understand that it is a process of multiple steps. And if you're getting good results in certain phases, but not in others, then you need to make a change in order to expect different results. So this is a really great way to approach your job search or really any problem or challenge you are facing. You know, this is how we would, this is how we would try someone on uh, hyper, anti-hypertensive meds, right? Like if we have someone who has high blood pressure and we're going to start a medication, are we going to start them on four different medications at a time? Probably not, right? Uh, we're probably going to start them on one thing and evaluate the data and make small changes so that we know what's working and know what's not working so that we are only doing what's necessary to make slow, steady, safe progress. So like I said, this is a great way to approach your job search or really any challenge that you're facing so that you're using a way that gives you concrete information as opposed to the perceptions in your head of the problems. Okay. I think that it's really important that whenever possible, we get out of our heads and in order to collect objective information, especially in situations that are emotionally charged like this process, right? You know, I've, I've dealt with members of my community before who have had a similar complaint. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting hired. I don't have a job yet. Uh, I'm not getting any interviews, but they've maybe only applied or sent out three or four applications. You know, like in order to get one interview, I would guess that you should aim to send out 10 applications. A 10% interview rate is, is pretty standard. So if out of 10 applications, you get one invitation to interview, I would say that that's fairly average. So uh, that's the thing too. Like maybe that person is going to have the perception that nobody wants them or that they're, you know, not hireable, but in reality, they haven't actually sent their information to enough people to even make that deduction. And when you enter your job search, it can be a vulnerable, emotional place. I understand that. You are basically setting yourself up for a lot of rejection, and it can be hard not to take that personally and let that rejection ultimately sabotage 
your results. And we're actually going to talk about dealing with rejection in a later episode this month. But in reality, this rejection is rarely, if ever, personal. Okay, there are so many reasons why some candidates get chosen over others for interviews and positions, and it has nothing to do with your individual value or worth. Okay, I can't emphasize that enough. If you don't get a job or you don't get an interview, it has nothing to do with your value or your worth. And if you find yourself getting down about your job search, remember this, you are always in control of taking different actions. And and just remember that you are innately worthy, regardless of the job interviews and the jobs that you do or don't get. Okay. And you can always take different actions in order to lead to different results. And if that's you, and if that's what you are going to be doing, I really encourage you to take a systematic approach, use science, use the nursing process, use something that's tried and true and and based in objective data in order to make changes to your process to improve the process. Okay. And I think and hope that you will be pleasantly surprised with the results. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm always cheering you on. I'm always rooting for you. And I'll see you next week on another episode of Nurse Becoming. Bye for now. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.